G'day and welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. This is episode 671, my solo rant. Today's solo rant is habit versus skill and the 10,000 hour rule. I hope you enjoy. G'day ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hidden White Podcast, an episode where I get to go on a bit of a solo rant to talk about a topic that I'm passionate about, something that I've written about recently, or anything else that's inspired me that I wish to share and relearn myself perhaps in the process. So guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a lovely morning. I'm sitting here in my humble abode in the office at my new accommodation and um, I can hear my chooks out there clacking away. I'm not sure if you can hear them as well. They're, they're beautiful pets to have. I've got three chooks um, and always have loved having chickens. My kids certainly love them. They love going out there, feeding them the scraps from the night before, um, feeding them some seed and grain and all that sort of stuff. But more importantly, collecting the eggs as well. We get three, usually three eggs a day from our three chooks. So it's a, um, yeah, some beautiful pets to have. If you've never had them, I do recommend uh, getting them and giving them a go. So today I'm talking about habit versus skill skill, and the 10,000 hour rule. So it's a bit of a combination of some of the learnings that I've uh, read about uh, recently and in the past as well. So those of you, you might know of Anders Ericsson. Uh, Anders Ericsson is the author of Peak. He has spent a lifetime studying the psychological psychology behind expertise and human performance. He is internationally recognized for his decades of science-backed research addressing how anyone can develop superior skills and mastery within any field. Um, His most recent book is called Peak, and that highlights why talent is not innate and how experts are made, not born. Talent is not innate. Experts are made, not born. Really um, interesting to think about. It's a really good dinner table conversation as well, as long as it doesn't get too heated. Um, but certainly, if you're interested, please check out my book reflection peak at thehiddenwide.com. I'll stick the link in the show notes for that book as well. A great book, a great read, certainly one of the highlights. I think I read that um, late last year. Um, so yeah, certainly one of the highlights for me last year. Um, a lot of good insight. Anyway, in this book, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. And basically, that rule was popularized, popularized by Malcolm Gladwell, who you've also probably heard of and is one of Ericsson's more well-known areas of study. Ericsson himself states that the 10,000-hour rule is actually not a rule at all. Uh, the 10,000-hour rule suggests that by doing anything actively, uh, any activity repetitively, one will master it. And the average time to accomplish mastery is over 10,000 hours. Now, this is a common misinterpretation. Doing anything repeatedly for a prolonged period of time will create solid habits. However, skill is developed through deliberate practice. And that is a term that was sort of coined by Anders Ericsson in his book, Deliberate Practice. And skill is what makes high performers masters. So you need to have skill, not just really good habit. Um, So that's important to understand that misinterpretation. Yes, you can create really good habit and a level of skill, um, I guess, over a prolonged period of time doing anything repetitively, but it is deliberate practice that makes skill, uh, makes high performance masters. It was brought to my attention in an interview I did with Zach Zockerburn, author of The Performance Cortex. And again, I've interviewed him and um, I've reviewed his book as well. So you can check it out at thehiddenwire.com. Links in this uh, episode. Um, and he sort of brought it to my attention that habit and skill are two very different matters. Um, so again, listen to my interview there with Zach, a really cool interview. 
Although one could spend thousands of hours doing the same repeated behavior, this doesn't automatically result in enhanced skill level. Now, I've experienced that myself, and you probably have as well, where you do one thing over and over again, um, but you don't seem to be getting any better. Um, So there is a difference there between doing something over and over again and doing something with deliberate practice. It is easy to assume one would get better over time, but it is a common mistake once again, and I think we've all experienced that. According to Ericsson, the idea that engaging in sufficient amounts of practice, regardless of the structure, will result in maximal performance has a long and contested history. In Ericsson's paper, The Role of Deliberate Practice, he outlines several constraints to deliberate practice. If one desires to maximize their skill, they require time and energy, access to teachers, coaches, facilities, and training materials. Regular effortful activity is required, yet not the state of exhaustion, and noting that practice is not highly motivational. Repetition can be a hard slog, and uh, we certainly know that. On that final point, because improvements are often small and unnoticeable in the short term, motivation is rarely discovered in the early stages of skill mastery. Motivation requires a reward. If one cannot realize that reward then they are likely to remain less motivated. This will result in disinterest and an inability to obtain mastery to really enhance that skill level. In his book, Peak, Erickson observed that children that later become experts have often been pushed through these challenging times because as children, they have less say in in what they should be doing and adults often push them through those difficulties where motivation is really limited. Uh, As adults, as we are more independent in our choices, we will often choose the easier, more rewarding paths to pursue. So when we find the roads to mastery are becoming quite difficult and challenging, we'll often give up and pursue other courses. It may be why the roads to mastery are often not sustainable. We give up when things become tough. I think we can all attest to such occurrences in life. Certainly, I can put my hand up um, proud um, that I have stopped doing certain tasks or skills because it's just become difficult and I didn't really see a reward. But if you keep going, you'll see the reward. I think it accumulates over time. Erickson's research on deliberate practice is considered a special type of practice that is structured and purposeful. It it requires a regular practice over a prolonged period of time and needs to have measurable specific goals to improve performance that can be obtained by focused attention and energy. The length of time will depend on the skill and also how well the above constraints are managed and how well the structured practice is acted on. With these things in mind, 10,000 hours is more of an ideal or average length of time one must be prepared to input if they wish to become experts within their field. So it's not a hard and fast rule. It's just more of the average time it can take to develop that skill level through deliberate practice. In Zach Zuckerberg's book, The Performance Cortex, he highlights how neuroscience is further teaching us how habit is made and skill mastered. It highlights that repetition is essential. However, the environment, context, and the circumstances in which skill is practiced also play a critical role. If, for example, you repetitively hit a ball against a wall, you will become very good at hitting that ball. Now, the idea is to focus on improving your hitting technique, not trying to correct failed attempts, not trying to improve how you can catch So it's all about the hitting technique more so. If you do this in the same location every time you practice, you will certainly be good at doing it in that location, but maybe less effective in dealing with unknown variables if you change the context or the environment. This is why changing the environment is definitely good. Unfamiliar environments and uncertainty allow the brain to learn different variables, and this is where the neuroscience comes into it. And when these variables are introduced, 
we are then able to identify them and hopefully attend to them in times of needs. If you want to master something quick, like a sport, play against masters, it will force you to learn how to apply the skill you have in demanding or unknown situations. So a really good point coming from that book of Zach's um, The Performance Cortex. Hab and skill are different and the path to mastery can be arduous. Understanding how the skill is developed will certainly assist one improving their process. Practicing the same thing for 10,000 hours in unchanging environments will not ensure its success. Science is proving that there are better ways. So that really is my uh, view review today, my solo rant of habit and skill and the 10,000 hour rule. Um, certainly very insightful if you guys are looking to enhance some skill in certain areas. Um, perhaps it's something that you just enjoy doing. Like myself, I love swimming. Um, so certainly going swimming every day won't improve my skill in the water. I have to really do some deliberate practice there. And I've talked about that in the past as well. Um, sometimes it's cool just to do things repetitively without having that, you know, um, level of discipline or motivation going into what you're trying to improve on. I think that's fine. Uh, but when you do want to see some difference and some results coming through in, in that skill level, um, and you really do want to create some mastery in that particular field, then deliberate practice is certainly the way forward. And certainly there's some things to learn about doing certain things in the same uh, in different environments as well. So swimming in the ocean rather than just doing laps every day is perhaps a good choice for myself uh, as just one example. Guys, let me know what you think. Jump onto thehiddenwire.com. This is episode 671. You'll find all the links in the show notes there for this episode plus the full blog that I wrote about this topic. Um, so yeah, have a read, um, have another listen. Let me know your thoughts. Leave your comments in the comments fields. As always, you can reach me at thehiddenwireguy at gmail.com or through Facebook Messenger. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls. That is my solo rant for this week. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've received some value. Guys, it is my goal, it's my wish that each of these episodes that I do, you are left feeling a little bit more inspired, perhaps even a little bit more educated. I want to really share with you my thoughts, my perspectives, the things that I'm learning, perhaps even some tools and practices that can help you transition from a life with unease, a life that is sufferable, a life that is maybe filled with hate or regret, to a life that is beautiful, a life that has a deeper sense of joy and happiness present at each moment, regardless of the pleasure or pain that you might be experiencing in that given moment. Guys, if you love The Hidden Why, if you love what I'm doing here, you can support the show in a number of different ways. Firstly, you can subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to my newsletter at thehiddenwhy.com. If you have the time and haven't already, you can leave us a review on iTunes. It's a one to five star review with a quick comment. You can also connect with me, guys. I love your feedback. I love your suggestions. I love your comments. So connect with me at thehiddenwhy.com. You can leave comments in any of the show notes that you listen to there. You can also reach me directly through my email address and then in any of the social media platforms available there. You can also support the show by using the Amazon links within each of the show notes. And that does help support the show. Guys, that's really it. Other than that, go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. You will discover a life with greater meaning, freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Thank you.